0: Are you ready to listen to a podcast? Podcast, podcast. Upskilled Upskilled. Masterclass.
1: Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading the 13th episode of the Upskilled Masterclass. My name's Ralph Tucker. Today, we'll be concluding our five-part series on small business. It's often said that small business is the backbone of the Australian economy, with some statistics suggesting close to half the workforce in this country are employed in small business. This series of episodes is designed to focus on the subject areas associated with Upskilled Certificate 4 in small business. The whole course is a little too broad to be covered in one conversation, so we've decided to break it down into five key areas. Legal requirements for starting or running a small business, the importance of planning, keeping track of your finances, building a winning team, marketing your business and finding and keeping your customers. To discuss these areas in greater detail, we'll be talking with one of Upskilled's trainers, Keith Bockford. Welcome back, Keith, to the Upskilled Masterclass. Great to be here. Cheers. We're going to be doing our final episode, and today's episode will be about a few things, which include marketing your business and finding and keeping your customers. A very interesting area to sort of delve into as we wrap up this series on small business. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And it is uh, probably one of the most important ones that we've done so far.
1: There's probably no point in having a business if nobody really knows about it, so promoting your business in the marketplace is obviously essential.
0: And in today's marketplace, even more so. You know, unfortunately, when we talk about recessions and everything, one of the first things that a lot of businesses do is cut their marketing uh, expenditure. It's the last thing that they should be doing, and they should be doing quite the opposite. They should be pumping money into marketing. You know, you, there are so many uh, distractions in the workplace, um, but your energy should be focused on marketing. Everybody should be focused on marketing. You know, there are no sort of, uh, you know, quick uh, shortcuts to this, uh, there's sort of no uh, DIY, uh, you know, sort of ideas, here. but, you know, there is, but the other thing is that it's not rocket science and and, and it doesn't have to be expensive either. It's simply, you know, what you do to promote yourself, so that you and your product service, you know, can obviously attract new clients. It's a mindset. In fact, it's an attitude to your business, and it shouldn't be a chore. So, what I'm saying here, really, is is getting the logistics of what you're about, so that you've got the right product, right quantity, the right price, the right time, right service, right attitude, and then you've got the right section and if you do that you know you've really got a model that you can message into marketing tool for yourself. Marketing is really important.
1: I guess the the fundamental marketing principles to understand would be the the model of the the five P's of marketing. Can you take us through those?
0: Yes, indeed I can indeed. You know, and um, I, I guess when we sort of look at things, you know, there's a great old saying that we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. But you know, when you're looking at price, product, promotion and play some people, then those five Ps really, as far as the product, the first one, the product element really refers to what you're offering as a whole, exactly what is your product, you know, what are you selling to your customers, you know, what are the added values, what are the branding, you know, packaging, the service, and, of course, the warranty terms. You know, if you're a jewellery maker, for example, who's looking to grow your business, you might think about giving your customer free gift wrapping service, and Pandora do it so well. I mean... You know, who hasn't heard of Pandora? And, and any, uh, any of the girls out there who haven't heard of Pandora probably have already, but their marketing is just amazing and their products are really good. So there's a, there's a quick tip for you shouldn't be somebody else's product. The price is the second part of the piece. The price element refers to the way that you set your prices, the products and services. It generally includes all parts that make up your overall cost. I guess, you know, this is including the advertising price, the discount, sales, credit terms, that sort of thing. But also uh, payment arrangements or price that match services that you offer. So what I'm trying to say here is that your pricing will also depend on your business position in the market. So pricing is an extremely strategic point of where you are especially within those five p's so if you've got your product you know the price then you need to promote it and the promotion element which is the third of, of the five P's really is the element that refers to the activities and the methods that you use to promote your business and your products. It's as simple as that. It includes obviously your sales, your public relations, your direct marketing and advertising. But when it comes down to where you're doing that, obviously you're looking at the place. And the place element refers to how you deliver that product or service. It may be online. It could be a physical location via a shop front. Um, it could be through a third-party uh, distributor. And how is that transport delivery method going to get to from the stock back to the customer? So the place is an element where you'll be working from. Now, you may be uh, based here Uh, in Australia, but you could be exporting across the world. So, again, you need to have the product, the price, the promotion, and the place a base from where you will be selling your product. It might be the the lounge room at home, or it could be, um, you know, in New York. It doesn't matter. The place is is one of those points where the the location is offering um, that uh, shop front and the window to your business. Finally, people, the last of the five Ps, are probably the most important element. And obviously, it refers to yourself as well, as well as your staff and your customers. But it covers the customer service levels as well as the effective communication and training for your staff. You need to consider both the staff and the customers, and you need to live those two very much together. For example, if you're thinking about expanding your business online, then you need to think about how your customers are using the internet. And do they feel comfortable about purchasing your goods online? Is your internet service user-friendly? So having the people and you've got a place to work from and you have the promotion for doing it, you've got it priced right and the product's great, then you've got the five Ps.
1: In your experiences, Keith, what are the most cost-effective strategies for marketing a small business? I guess they would vary from business to business. I
0: think one of the more uh, strategic and cost Conscious ones is really looking at so, social media. Not all businesses will uh, dovetail into social media, but when you start looking at the ripple effects um, and understanding uh, the strength of uh, social media, beware if you're not on social media because social media gives you a free website. It gives you a platform to be working from. The The situation of marketing, I guess, you know, boils down to... Several points, and that's the strategy, which is the first one, the brand and corporate identity, which is the second, and the sales and marketing tools that you're going to, you know, capture. But having, you know, the uh, social media is one probably that I would be seriously looking at um, as a very free, cheap, and uh, easy way to kick your business off.
1: I'd imagine there'd be other more traditional ways that many businesses have used and relied on over the years when it comes to, say, you know, word of mouth and then there's the traditional media, which includes newspaper, radio and TV.
0: And all of those could be a little bit dead in the water. They're not, um, you know, they're not completely. Radio is a a great promotion. Um, But if you're using radio, um, I always uh, am a strong believer that you need to use radio in a way that it's repeat. One-off advertising doesn't always do it. So you need to have regular um, time slots and you need to be changing that ad on a fairly regular uh, basis. So people just tune in, they hear it, and then they repeat it. You quite often see that people will put ads in at the beginning uh, of a, uh, just before the news broadcast, for example, and they'll run the ad again immediately afterwards. So it's what they first hear and what they last hear. And that is a great strategy for bringing people not only uh, up to speed, but it just subconsciously they hear it. Newspapers are good. Little ads are good. If you can afford it, great, but um, not always uh, cost-effective. Um, there are other ways that you can go out there and, and look at uh, your um, your business newsletters um, that you can uh, again, you know, generate yourself and get involved with other organisations that have their newsletters. Um, align yourself with other other people as well as um, other online services, networking is one of the most important aspects of driving your business forward and line yourself with stakeholders. Networking is a great way of uh, developing business relationships. Having an uh, elevator pitch is another one, you know, so you know what you're doing and you can actually start talking to people and come out with a, a snappy little, you know, uh, bio of, of your business. So you know you can actually tell people what, what you're about and you know, get people to uh, buy from you simply from that elevator pitch.
1: How but, important is it for a business to have and maintain an email uh, contact list?
0: Having a database is extremely important mainly because it allows you to touch base with all your clients, even old ones, and sooner or later people will come back to you. It means that you remember that client. Um, quite often people say, yeah, I'll put you on the database, but you never hear from them. Um, there is many different types of uh, contact marketing, but database and building a database is something that you really do need to have. Um, you know, having that um, statistics that if you, know, you, if you don't keep up to date with that database, you can lose contact. We your clients very very easily
1: you mentioned social media earlier on there a lot of businesses are coming to terms with how best to use that and one of the ways is that they're able to develop and tell their own stories about their own brand which seems to get traction in the marketplace do you think that this is an effective way of brand awareness and and, and i guess self-marketing
0: and i think what you Story, And if you're not telling a story in that media page, then you could be losing out. But you've got to bear in mind that everything that you do within the internet or uh, within the electronic media, that you've got to leave a footprint. Whether it be an email signature or whether you're sharing the news with other clients and suppliers, or indeed, if you're going in for a small business award, and that's one that I would certainly recommend because you get a lot of kudos from that. So adding an award to your promotional material, um, you know, contact uh, media and tell them about you know your w- winning strategies that you've done, um, and it doesn't cost a lot to do. So keep you know those marketing and media stories you know really relevant and have those bios ready to send out. Or even if it's just a quick news clip. there are plenty of things that you can do as far as newsletters and packages. You know you can use mail- ma- Mailchimp.com which is a great little uh, subscriber so you can get you know your newsletters out there. There are free photos on www.istock.com, which is another great one. If you're running for example, you know market research, you can go through surveymonkey.com which is another great uh, way of uh, asking questions and you can get up to 100 respondents free, so it doesn't cost anything. Um, You know, free photo, um, you know, editing uh, through PicMonkey, which is um, a great little way of, you know, tightening up uh, your photos and, and, and through filters and frames and stickers. Create free movies. Again, this is all available online. And, you know, what's free from Google? And there is a tremendous amount of information out there that would allow you to do your whole marketing on an absolute budget, and it doesn't need to cost a lot of money.
1: Yeah, some really great tips there on how to best market your business, Keith. Every business needs customers to buy the goods and services that they have on offer. Do you have any advice on how to find new customers and also how to retain your existing ones.
0: You don't make customers, you make relationships. And those relationships should be long-life relationships. So that's what you're seeking. You're seeking out those individuals that you can really work with and you want to make friends and so that you're building that acquaintance. It does take time to do it, uh, but you do need a, you know, a process strategy for doing that and obviously working, you know, to make people understand who you are, what you're about and what you're trying to do. This is different from the promotion. Really the marketing process strategy is a process that re- really refers to the procedures and process that you're developing to ensure that the customer has a positive and, mem- and a memorable sort of experience when purchasing. You know that when you walk past a shop and you see something, okay, in in the shop window, you're thinking, yeah, I like that. I might just go in and, and, and you open the door and the first thing somebody says, can I help you? Well, you know that's not always the right thing to say. Have you been to our store before? Whatever. But you've already been 80% sold on that product. Why? Because it is the impression that you've got from that particular product that you saw in the window, you've already been consumed that. And so that particular part of the sale has already been undertaken. So the perception of what you're about to see when you walk through that door needs to be matched by the substance, by the person who's now selling it to you. And once that's done and you walk out there, you've either got, you know, a good feeling about it or a bad feeling. If you've got a good feeling, then that person is going to come back and come back again. So really, it's a process that is, which concerns the planning, development, implementation and really making it sure that that person feels good about Going in and coming out and making those resales. Selling is selling the final product. Marketing is making sure that that person you've sold goods to returns.
1: I've heard it said, Keith, that the cost of acquiring a new customer is six to seven times greater than keeping an existing one. Does that sound about right for small business?
0: It does, because when you start looking at you know one that you've already nurtured and got, and you are now in a position. Where you have spent time and money looking after that client. And client referrals are good. So if somebody comes in and says, well, look, you know, um, I want XYZ or, you know, a number of widgets, then you can always refer them to someone who's already been there and brought that service or brought the widgets or whatever the case may be and refer that client to another existing client. And those sort of referrals are invaluable. So building that sort of, you know, customer client, you know, relationship does take time, does take money. So when you've got a new customer, there is a hill to climb and that, you know, takes investment. So yes, that can that can knowledge
1: uh, can be, be, you know, true in what you're saying. There's also the 80-20 rule, which I've heard of as well, which generally means 80% of the revenue from all of your customers tends to come from about 20% of your customer base. Does that sort of fit also for, for small business when they're talking about customer service strategies? I
0: think the 80-20 uh, rule is done to death, uh, to a degree. Um, you're right, it, it, it does still, you know, the Pareto principle, as it's known, the 80-20 rule, has, has been around a long time. Um, but, you know, sometimes I like to call it, you know, that that sort of, um, how can I put it, the uh, uh, 40-70 rule, uh, which is a little bit different from from where you're going. And sometimes, you know, when you're growing a business and learning how to develop that business, you've got to be in a position where you're thinking, okay, well, let's look at the the 40 to 70 rule. And, uh, you know, the P is 40 to 70, which means that P stands for probability. In other words, you're looking at the success of numbers that are indicating that the information that you've required on your product, people are ready to buy it. The 70 range, and if you go beyond that, you're thinking, okay, you know, the store is out, the product's out, people are buying it, um, they're now discounting it. So once you've got your information, you've got to be ready to sell that product between the 40% and the 70% range. In other words, you go with your gut feeling. It's no good waiting until... You know, if you if you launch it too early, then you could lose it. If you launch it too late, well guess what? Hundred percent, you know, everyone else is out there doing it. You've lost you've lost your target market. Branding it at a at a forty seventy, I feel is probably more appropriate than the eighty twenty rule, but I understand where you're coming from the eighty twenty 20 uh, rule. But if you do it right, you can actually collectively get that together in a way that will allow you to, to, to capitalise on your
1: investment. How important is it for businesses to have set policies and procedures when it comes to something like customer service?
0: If you don't have those, then you're dead in the water. Simple as that. You've got to have those procedures in place. So if someone comes in and says, like, I'm not particularly happy with this product, I am it, it hasn't got this, it's got three screws missing, blah, blah, blah. Yes, you do need to have a procedure. Uh, you need to have you know, the warranty book, you need to have procedure how you're going to address that customer. So you haven't got a staff that are all thinking in different directions, they've all got to be on the same bus and they've all got to be seeing the same tune, so that, it, that in itself is part of the marketing and the, the, the feel of the organisation, so that's part of the procedure and if you don't have those procedures in place then how, is, how are you going to recognise you know, the organisation that you're walking into. Very important to have those procedures in place, whether it's a procedure of opening up in the morning, closing off, how to greet a customer, how to package that the goods up that are sold, how to say goodbye to the customer, um, how the shop is, is, is actually... Uh, you change the shop front every week. All those procedures and policies need to be written down and you need to do that before you start running the business and not doing it six months into the business.
1: Keith, we've covered some great ground here when talking about marketing your business and finding and keeping your customers. Is there any other knowledge you'd like to impart before we wrap this podcast up today?
0: I think I mentioned earlier that you've got to look at those and understand the three points of the marketing framework. And I'd just like a few moments just to talk about that. And when we start looking at those three points, I'll just remind you that it's the strategy, Brand and the corporate identity and the sales and marketing tools. And when we talk about the strategy, what are we talking about? We're talking about direct marketing, advertising, events, and the strategic alliance of partners. That's the strategy. In other words, you're advertising. You're looking at uh, you know your online, your print, your radio, your outdoors, you know banners, the TV, and your direct marketing could be you know direct mail, email, you know SMS marketing, promotion, social media, that sort of thing, newsletters. And your strategic alliance is the value of the relationships that you build. So that's the strategy of the marketing framework that then blends itself into the brand and the corporate identity. And then you look at what is brand and corporate identity. Well, it's the image. It's the DNA of your your business. It's the story. It's the signage. It's the guidelines. the script guide that you're using. It's your logo, your style, your font. Those sort of things, the colours, the name, positioning, um, you know, the the tagline that you're using, even right down to the stationery, your business cards. It's the brand and the corporate identity, which then breaks back into your packaging, your sales and marketing tools. And there we have your print material, that is your brochures, um, you know how that will look in your direct mail, your posters, yeah, and your reports, and then we may have a corporate video, multimedia, for example. Online, What's your website like, e-commerce, you know, do you have a blog, Um, you know, what is the web compliance, your Facebook, your Twitter, your LinkedIn, your packaging, you know, the point of sale, you know, the pre-purchase, your customer, you know, retention. You need to encapsulate that marketing framework so that you have that strategy. You have your brand and your corporate identity and you have your sales and marketing tools embedded with your policies and procedures and if you do that then you have a solid base to work and build your marketing your your own marketing reports and your and your marketing development
1: thanks very much for that today Keith you've given us another great lot of valuable insights into Marketing your business and finding and keeping your customers. I should remind listeners that if this is the first episode that they've tuned into, they've missed out on four other episodes that we've recorded earlier, which were about the legal requirements for starting or running a small business, the importance of planning, keeping track of your finances and building a winning team. So if you want to go back and listen to those episodes, they're there along with today's episode where we covered marketing your business and finding and keeping your customers. Keith, once again, thanks very much for your time. It's been, as I've said, very insightful listening to your thoughts about the area of small business, and I hope the people that have been tuning into this uh, series of podcasts have really enjoyed what you've had to say. Thanks again for your time.
0: Yeah, no, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I really appreciate the opportunity uh, of uh, being part of this uh, masterclass, and I hope everyone's got
1: something out of it. Thanks for taking the time out to listen today. If you've got any questions or feedback, please head to the website, upskilled.edu.au. Don't forget, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes, which would be greatly appreciated. And if you really enjoyed today's podcast with upskilled trainer, Keith Mogford, please tell a friend. I'm Ralph Tucker. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we'll catch you next time on the Upskilled Masterclass.
0: Skills. Upskill, masterclass.